Hello, Rachel here with a brief, I guess a public service announcement and errata to explain something about the episode that you are about to hear. And if you listen to all of these episodes where we discuss the play scene by scene, you're going to hear this message multiple times. And I apologize for that to. This important information is that there is a method that my co-hosts and I discuss called Original Practice Shakespeare that we have since learned was not original practice to Shakespeare at all. There is zero evidence to suggest that Shakespeare's actors did not rehearse their plays. There is zero evidence to suggest that they always faced the audience at all times. In fact, we know that to be patently false. So I go into this in more depth in the episode of the podcast under that title about what is original practice and Shakespeare and early modern rehearsal and play production methods. Will you make me believe that I am not sent for you? Go to, go to, thou art a foolish fellow. Let me be clear of thee. Well, how doubt, if faith... No, I, I do not know you, nor I am not sent to you by my lady to bid you come speak with her, nor your name is not Master Cesario, nor this is not my nose neither. Nothing that is so is so. I prithee, vent thy folly somewhere else. Thou knowest not me. Vent my folly? He has heard the word of some great man and now applies it to a fool. Vent my folly? I am afraid this great lubber of the world will prove a cockney. I prithee now, ungird thy strangeness and tell me what I shall vent to my lady. Shall I vent to her that thou art coming? I prithee, foolish Greek, depart from me. There's money for thee. If you tarry longer, I shall give worse payment. By my troth, thou hast an open hand. These wise men that give fools money get themselves a good report after 14 years' purchase. Now, sir, I have met you again. There's for you. Why, there's for thee. And there. And there. Are all the people mad? Hold, sir, or I'll throw your dagger o'er the house. This will I tell my lady straight. I would not be in some of your coats for tuppence. Go on, sir, hold! Nay, let him alone. I'll go another way to work with him. I'll have an action of battery against him, if there be any law in Illyria, though I struck him first. Yet it's no matter for that. Let go thy hand. Come, sir, I will not let you go. Come, my young soldier. Put up your iron. You are well fleshed. Come on! I will be free from thee. What wouldst thou now? If thou darest tempt me further, draw thy sword. What? What? Nay, then I must have an ounce or two of this Malaport blood from you. Hold, Toby. On thy life I charge thee, hold. Madam! Will it be ever thus? Ungracious wretch, fit for the mountains and the barbarous caves where manners now were preached. Out of my sight! Be not offended, dear Cesario. Rudes me, be gone! I prithee, gentle friend, let thy fair wisdom, not thy passions, sway in this uncivil and now unjust extent against thy peace. Go with me to my house, and hear thou there how many fruitless pranks this ruffian hath botched up, that thou thereby mayst smile at this. Thou shalt not choose but go, do not deny. Beshrew his soul for me. He started one poor heart of mine in thee. 
What relish is in this? How runs the stream? Or am I mad, or else this is a dream? Let fancy steal my sense and lead the steep. To be thus to dream, still let me sleep. Hey, come, I will. Would thou be ruled by me? Madam, I will. Oh, say so, and so be. All right. Hello, everyone. So we have Cha mm. back with us today mm. to discuss Act 4, Scene 1, along with John Bean, Bridget Riley Beauchamp, and myself, Rachel Onstad. And we are going to go through this um, short but sweet and uh, very important plot point of a scene uh, at the beginning uh Festy runs into Sebastian for the first time, and Sebastian has clearly been trying to avoid him, going, I don't know what the <laughs> hell you're talking about, because Festy thinks that Sebastian is Cesario Viola. And eventually Sebastian just gives him money to make him go away and go find um Nope, not even to go find anything. Just says, go away. And Festy says, why, thank you. Do you have any more money to make me go away some more? And he's like, just just be thankful for what you got. Um, Sir Andrew Aguecheek then comes in and uh, Toby Belch and Fabian. And all of a sudden there's talk hmm. about a, oh, wait. Oh. Well, this is the fun part. They start um, hitting each other. And Festy knows trouble when he sees it. And he's like, fine, I'm, I'm leaving. You guys are all really going to be in terrible trouble with Lady Olivia when she finds out. And then there's a little combat, which we will get to talk about with Cha. Um, and then <laughs> Olivia shows up. And, of course, she is not pleased with what's going on. Um, and then at the end of the scene, she asks him to follow her everywhere. And he says, sure, why not? You look beautiful and wealthy. Why wouldn't I? And off he goes. So I think for anyone directing Twelfth Night, one of the challenges is to have your twins look enough like twins <laughs> to make the whole play work how did you get around that i mean we can dress them in the same costume that's really helpful do you feel like the audience just goes okay sure they say they're twins they look identical okay uh i will ex you know allow for belief to play in this case the suspension of disbelief so how did you folks deal with that issue our Olivia, or sorry, Cesar, uh, Viola and Sebastian didn't look a whole <laughs> lot alike. Our Viola was significantly taller and half Chinese. Um, but I think there's also some fun to be had in, at least, you know, as, as an Olivia, there's something to be said for Olivia not noticing the difference because she's in love with Viola's brain and sebastian's mm. body um so <laughs> you know by the time but well, seriously you know by the time by the time she runs into but like the the 
interactions she's having with Sebastian are of a decidedly different nature than she has with Cesario. You know, so I think that to a certain extent, there is some fun to be had if your twins aren't quite as twinny as you might want them to be. Um, that you can play with um, with the way we see the people we love or see the people we're attracted to. Um, and that that's not always the way they actually appear. What about you, John? How did you solve that issue? Well, I, first of all, I only use twins. I, I actually go and I get, and they have to be the same. Uh, <laughs> do you? And, do you really? And I've and I've made up my mind to never use the same set twice. <laughs> <laughs> the hell of an endeavor. But it is. It is. Um, I, you know, I think Chris is really onto something here. The, the the important, you know, dramatic thing in this scene, you know. Um, really, the idea. This is the first moment uh, that Olivia is kind of seeing Sebastian. Mm -hmm. uh, but the mistake there is that it's Cesario, and that that dramatic need there is very real. And uh, everyone's kind of making it. It's, it's the main need in the play, mm -hmm. you know, that a lot of this stuff pivots on. Just uh, mm -hmm. to 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 make the plot move forward. It, I I, lo I love the idea, of the fun that you're talking about with, like that maybe uh, you know the uh, sort of a broader. Gaston style bicep comes out at the wrong time, or you know, I can I can see where that could that could have a lot of fun to it. Um, and for me, you know, uh, the, the um, costume or lack thereof, you know, that's a huge tool. Um, and I think the, the costumes a, a a great tool, but it is entirely, I think, sold, which is the main appreciation I have for what you were talking about by the other actors mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. they react here we've got this is uh, uh as we get into it you'll see that everyone begins to deal now with cesario as they see him in an entirely different way they are seeing an entirely new energy they're engaging physically automatically they're uh you know it, it's 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 all got a much more vital quality to it you know uh, mm -hmm. toby uh as, as things well uh, get going get, comes right to blows you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> we need to go right to it just cut right to mm -hmm. everything so um yeah so the the dramatic need here is that the others believe it you know mm -hmm. and and the utility of um the costume you know and, and that 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 it, it, that whimsical uh, not naivete from from cesario viola but the um there's an echo of that in the character of Sebastian's um, willingness to do what he's told right mm -hmm. away by all, everyone in this. Yep. Like he's just okay, okay, you know. And so Sebastian I, is himself. Yeah, there's, <laughs> but there's there's some echoes in their behavior there too. So I think that's an important thing to hit in production that that they can both carry that quality in, in a charming fashion. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. um, I also, I would love to offer something in terms of, I've never worked on this production, as I've said, but something I've thought of as a movement director, as I've been rereading it and rereading it for these conversations, um, is there something to be said about Vi Viola as Cesario trying to sort of hide herself throughout the play, right? How can she sort of hide her face a little bit, hide, you know, mm -hmm. just in slight ways, turn, you know, three quarters away from Olivia to not be seen as a woman, right? What are the ways mm -hmm. that she's mm -hmm. been less than front facing mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. help mm -hmm. us with this moment? That's interesting. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. 
And then similarly, I think a lot about in the heat of battle, which is kind of what we're about to see, right? When swords Mm -hmm. are flying and blows are flying, you're not Mm -hmm. in your total right mind. And Mm -hmm. so it makes sense to me that in this kind of hullabaloo that's about to happen, that they're not even Mm -hmm. noticing necessarily Mm -hmm. a change in this person if they are dressed the same, Mm -hmm. have the same kind of sword at their hip, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I do, I wonder if there's something to Cesario Mm -hmm. sort of keeping their head down mostly around people so that when Sebastian is full frontal, maybe not the right word, but facing forward, head held high, Mm -hmm. we don't, we Mm -hmm. don't notice as much of a difference because we haven't fully seen Viola's face, maybe. Well, mm. that I feel mm. like that brings up a whole interesting thing because poor Olivia, this whole time she's chasing after Cesario and Cesario keeps pulling back and pulling back and pulling back. And even when Cesario moves towards something, it's for Orsino. It's for somebody mm-hmm. else. Um Mm-hmm. Viola Cesario is still kind of very reactive, just kind of, you know, trying to adjust to all the things that are happening to them. And then all of a sudden, you know, here's Sebastian, very assertive, very active, mm-hmm. uh, probably just damn sexy. And finally, Olivia maybe is seeing, you know, the Cesario that she always wanted to see. <laughs> Just in somebody else. And, you know, any of us who have realized to our chagrin that we accidentally dated the same person in in different bodies over a period of time, like, oh, this relationship was just like the last one, which is just like the last one. Sometimes we have a type and um, clearly Hmm. Olivia does here. And, you know, I I also I want to really acknowledge um, you know, anyone who is trans, uh, non-binary gender, just like really not into strong gender roles, that this play, it still feeds into those in spite of its openness to gender change and everything else. At the end of the play, it's still like men are men and women are women. And it can be performed that way. It doesn't have to be that way. There's no wedding at the end. Uh, there is really... Spoiler. Yeah. There's no wedding at the end. Spoiler uh, alert. So I'll wait for this conversation until we talk about the end of the play, because that would be mm. a lot more appropriate. But I just want to mm. say that I think that there are a lot of ways to approach this. Um Olivia, you know, she may be bi, she may be poly, you know, she's a human being and human beings are complicated creatures. And, you know, we can be going merrily along our life thinking that we're attracted to one gender and then we meet somebody and we go, oh, well, now I'm just confused. And all of that's okay. It's okay for Olivia to fall in love with Viola Cesario. It's okay then for Olivia to also fall in love with Sebastian. She doesn't even necessarily have to go through the math of like, oh, this isn't the same person. It's really okay if she just falls in love with them both. And I think that takes away a lot of that sort of 
conflict we put on ourselves of, oh, well, if she was in love with Viola, how can she be in love with Viola and then be in love with Sebastian too? And, you know, I, I put it to you, if you're the sort of person who falls in love easily, you know exactly how that happens. So <laughs> I played it as Olivia. Everything's coming up, Olivia. Nice. Yeah. She's got. She's got Sebastian for the physical uh -huh. connection. She's got Viola for the emotional and mental connection. Well, and, and Olivia, what, once that gets, yeah, once that once that all gets realized, Olivia is the happiest person on that stage. <laughs> and again, the, the, at this point, you know, I pretty much from here on out, everything is coming to a head. Every plot point, you know, so she doesn't yeah. really have a lot. It's all physical. She's got her first physical interactions with him. We've got a priest coming. Mm -hmm. We've got every thread mm -hmm. in this thing. In resolve, mm -hmm. we got all the servants pulling Malvolio out of in and out of jail. Mm -hmm. all, I mean, it's all happening. Yeah. So we don't have that lingering yeah. first three acts of, of, of you know, sonnets and, and, <laughs> and, and expressions of love. This is a, this is an action nice. play. It's nice. I really. No, this is, this is, oh shit, we're hitting hour three. People are getting <laughs> restless. Let's get this done. But I love that perspective too, is that we had sort of all this social foreplay and now we're really getting to the nuts and bolts as it were. So um, I, I love this little interaction between Festy and Sebastian, because of course I love every interaction with Festy, but um, where Sebastian has this line, I prithee vent thy folly somewhere else. Thou knowest not me. And then Festy says, vent my folly. He has heard that word of some great man and now applies it to a fool. And I cannot tell you how many times I want to say that line to people who would have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. Um, but and I, I would argue here that this scene is 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 essential because it sets up for us this very question about Olivia in that the wisest person in the play is tricked by the Oh, Sebastian, good point. Dario, uh, you know, excellent excellent so now when olivia is there we don't have the, you know if he's mm -hmm. you know if festy was fooled then mm -hmm. if, yeah we're already mm -hmm. we already in if the, the fool was fooled then it mm -hmm. may as well be wisdom at that point okay mm. all right so we will uh just kind of move ahead and let's talk about all right so enter sir andrew sir toby and fabian uh and they confront Sebastian. Sebastian has never seen them before. <laughs> so, uh, Cha, we're assuming Sebastian was raised as a noble. Hmm. And he understands how these things work. Clearly, he's had the training. And so here come two complete drunken buffoons <laughs> up to him. And Toby says... Sir Hold, meaning don't go anywhere, mister. Well, that's got to be offensive already. Well, who who the hell are you to tell me to hold? And then what does Sir Andrew say, Cha? Can 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 I check in real quick on that line? Yeah. Because as a former Sir Toby, what's your with the dagger and throwing over the house? Can you like is that is there a mysterious uh connotation I, I've missed every time or is it I'm really just going to take the dagger and throw it is there do we know if there's is that an ancient celestial ritual of some import not that I know of I really understood it literally like I'm gonna I'll stop this I'll literally throw your dagger over Olivia's house which I assume is where they are um yeah 
That's an interesting question. I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I will say that even before we get to the whole to the holding, you ha you have s when Sir Andrew enters. That's action. He strikes the, the, the there and the there. And the, yeah. Well, it, it's it's important to me because Aguchik has been so uh, not down for this fight. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. all of a sudden. <laughs> I imagine the riling up that must happen off stage, right? In the moment before mm -hmm. of like, all right, I got it now. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to fight him. I'm ready. And then coming out to say, now, sir, have I met you again and striking him. And I just think in terms of the, like, the buildup of this moment, the comedy that's possible, the physical comedy that's possible here in terms of what kind of strike Aguchik does and how Sebastian mm -hmm. responds because it, we know there has been this back and forth, there have been seconds, there have been letters, but Sebastian doesn't know any of that. So all Sebastian is getting is a man who he doesn't know approaching him outdoors and striking him. So to Sebastian, mm -hmm. even as a noble, this is a tavern brawl. There, there is no honor mm -hmm. in this moment. So I could imagine Aguichi kind of giving him a little tap and Sebastian punching him across the face. Because there's no, there hasn't been any communication as far as Sebastian's concerned. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's no honor in, at play for on Sebastian's end in mm. this moment. So he doesn't have to be looking for a second or putting his hand on his rapier or anything like that. He doesn't have He's to He's being slapped around and... Well, and he, yeah. he's it's also you know the, i think that's the joy of this moment where you're talking about here you know um because we, we should probably add that he's probably being attacked poorly yes. by Andrew. <laughs> and, and so yeah. and i think the the music of, of the the there's and, and the these there mm -hmm. I, I think we get this sense mm -hmm. there's one strike from andrew and like five or something or four or five mm -hmm. from uh, uh now sir if i met you again there's for you Right there, mm -hmm. there's whatever Andrew is doing, and then so for me, I've reduced the power of Sebastian flow, but re but made it more humiliating. Something like a spank or a a, a glove, something like that, where it's there, a Z and Z and Z and Z. I, the, mm -hmm. You know, there's clearly something idiotic about what Andrew just did to him, but nonetheless still mm -hmm. offensive. Mm -hmm. Well, and and you get it in that and there and there, right? Which is mm -hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. That kind of like how many hits mm -hmm. does Sebastian get in? And then are all mm -hmm. the people mad? Mm. Right? To Sebastian, this is not, there's nothing even about this fight. This is a <laughs> madman coming up to him on the street mm -hmm. after this other madman came up to him on the street that he just paid off. Like, what has he got to do to just walk around around here? It's one, one of the greatest moments. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly What's right. What's guy got to exactly. do to just find a brothel? <laughs> exactly right. He's just going to the elephant to meet his boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, just uh, looking for a toy. here. <laughs> <laughs> see now when she said bravo here. i did not say with my gay best friend because it would have i would have been an asshole if i said it <laughs> but we said it we got it out there thank you guys uh, so <laughs> the only the thing to pay attention so sir sir toby says come sir come on sir hold right trying to get uh 
Sebastian yeah, to stop. Yeah, and I think I jumped ahead a little mm-hmm. bit, which is why I skipped all that good stuff. I'm sorry. So yeah, okay, go ahead, Cha. But that that Sir Andrew is trying. I love this moment because it's he says, "Nay, let him alone. I'll go another way to work with him. I'll have an action of battery against him if there be any law in Illyria. Though I struck him first, yet it's no matter for that." <laughs> so you see, Aggie Cheek sort of doing the. It's like that meme of the woman with all the math mm-hmm. equations. Like he's trying to do the math of how this is still the honorable way. Yeah, I struck him first, but the, but he still he still came at me harder. So maybe there's a law. Like he's trying to do the honor math mm-hmm. 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 and the safety math. and the safety math. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because the last time he encountered this this man, he was as ineffectual a fighter as Andrew was and somehow between that last you know slap fight in the orchard and now he has become a rather vigorous opponent Mm -hmm. which is also (laughs) why it's interesting that you know in uh, when last we met um Sir Toby was ready to fight and Sir Toby's gonna fight here now like Sir Toby's Mm -hmm. gonna be the Mm -hmm. one who says put up your iron Mm -hmm. because of the two of them of Aggie Cheek and Toby Toby's the one who can fight Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, get that vibe mm-hmm. throughout um mm-hmm. so you're right aggie cheek is also like trying to save his skin like yes <laughs> yeah he's right. he is thinking right. this is no longer he a fair is fight. thinking as fast as <laughs> aggie cheek can think <laughs> <laughs> so sincere we love him we love our we boys do. No, we adore him. he's again he is like one of the sincerest characters in the play he he means what he says. Um, you mm. know, he's putting up a front, but he's very like, I'm putting up a front now because this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> right, Toby? You know, and Toby goes, yeah, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Just kind of leading them along. <laughs> so who is holding his hand when it, Sebastian says, let go thy hand? Is that Toby is holding his hand Toby's, and like preventing yeah. him maybe around the wrist, preventing him from fighting? From a- well, I, I think it's a bit more in his next little mm-hmm. passage here. He's um, I, I've, I've always seen Sebastian wanting to, you know, kick Andrew's ass across, mm-hmm. you know, the town, you yes. know, like just like keep beating him <laughs> sure, across sure. the town. Like because it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, Toby here is we know mm-hmm. he's gripping his arms or some area. Or that maybe even like say, holding oh, him, pinning his arms well, behind his back or something somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we got, mm-hmm. we got very physical here. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it requires some, some fuss. <laughs> Cha, when you were working with people here, um, you know, let's say you've got a Toby that maybe doesn't look as strong as Sebastian, mm-hmm. how do we convey that Sebastian is very muscular and athletic and up for a fight and still make it that Toby can kind of hold him, even though Toby's basically a drunk? Do we just assume that Toby's got some good wrestling moves? How do we, how do, I saw Bridget's finger go up. What, what Bridget, well, go ahead. Yeah, I'm curious to hear what Bridget has. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> My, when I was growing up, my father, my father's a Vietnam veteran. All of his friends are Vietnam veterans. And his oldest friend from childhood mm-hmm. um, had been a Marine in Vietnam and had 
seen some stuff. And as many of these gentlemen were, he was Mm -hmm. an alcoholic and a drug addict and a lot of things and, you know, had that beer belly. But he was also Mm -hmm. incredibly strong. Like the only fat on him was the beer belly. And when he got angry, Mm -hmm. he was terrifying because it was like just this like explosion of of Mm -hmm. and it didn't matter how drunk he was it did like it was scarier when he was drunk quite honestly but um but it was like this like you you Mm -hmm. underestimated him at your own peril and for me I kind of see Toby in that same sort of like he's bumbling along but he's still a knight he still has these um these skills and just because he doesn't use them all the time doesn't mean they aren't still there and doesn't mean he doesn't still have the ability to overpower somebody who is not expecting mm-hmm. him to be powerful. Yeah, I think I think it's a really important point, A, that most fights are not... Um, I'm sorry, it's I don't adorable. Know, are you hearing yes. that dog in the background? That's okay, you're not allowed <laughs> to do a Zoom podcast without at least one dog barking somewhere. <laughs> so thank you for fulfilling oh, that. Uh... happening? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when did Chuck get a dog? Neighbor, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Um, but uh, it's it's important to note that in most fights, uh, it's not, you know, mass versus mass or muscle mm-hmm. versus muscle, right? It's knowledge mm-hmm. versus muscle. It's skill mm-hmm. versus skill. It's experience versus mm-hmm. inexperience. And here, there's a really interesting thing happening where Sebastian is, is raised a noble but you can decide whether or not he's ever seen battle mm-hmm. really. Right. Like may he mm-hmm. knows how to use a sword, but maybe just with his fencing master, maybe not actually. Mm-hmm. Whereas Toby maybe has as a soldier who's been there. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably Sebastian hasn't been in a lot of tavern brawls. Probably mm-hmm. Toby yeah. has. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what his little sneaky tricks right. are. We don't know. Mm-hmm. The other side of it is you could also say this is happening right out in daylight. Like, in the world, Sebastian doesn't want to actually kill anyone or actually hurt anyone. So if Toby's just mm-hmm. kind of like holding him back, he doesn't have to be using all his muscle mm-hmm. to get away from Toby. He could just be like, dude, get mm-hmm. out of my way. Right. Like it, it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be force mm-hmm. versus force. Mm-hmm. He could just be so mm-hmm. frustrated by this whole situation mm-hmm. that Toby could just be standing in front of him, mm-hmm. literally touching Good his point. hand. Especially since Sebastian is like, are all the people mad? And if if all he can hang on to Mm -hmm. is this one little bit of like, I know fights aren't supposed to be this way. I'm not going to go down to that level. Like, we don't know what kind of internal battles he's going through. You know, he's lost his sister, um, got a complicated relationship going with a pirate, uh, doesn't know what's going on anywhere and all of a sudden he's in the middle of this fight i'll also offer that in that and there and there are all the people mad i could see a version where he literally gets aggie cheek to the ground Mm -hmm. by the end of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it's not about fighting aggie cheek it's about getting the hell out of there and toby Mm -hmm. won't let him leave because Mm -hmm. because remember that to toby and aggie cheek this is a duel Mm -hmm. That this person mm-hmm. knew they were meant to fight, and we're mm-hmm. here and down for. So what? Why are you trying to get away, dude? They mm-hmm. still think he's mm-hmm. Cesario. So there's a lot of options here in terms of 
motivation and intention yes. of each of these characters. Um, okay, I found mm -hmm. my thought. Mm -hmm. So when we were doing this production and I had a wonderful Toby, her name is Tamara Ann Alba, and she did a fantastic job. And, you know, she really brought a lot of life and humor to Uncle Toby. And then in this scene, I saw a seriousness that I had not mm -hmm. seen in the character up to that point that really made me sit up and look. And I felt mm -hmm. like this made a really interesting turning point in the play. Mm -hmm. Like, ha, 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 it's all ha, 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 ha. And then all of a sudden shit gets real, like mm -hmm. right here, right now. And so I think that can be used to advantage, um, you know, because it, as we know, it's all about beats and, you know, going up and down and bringing the catharsis when it's appropriate. And if we're just constantly tripping over ourselves with farce and confusion and everything else, then I feel like we don't ever really hit those deep places. So this little scene where we finally see Toby go, oh, shit. <laughs> We may have mm. gone too far here. <laughs> feels oh feels yeah, important. well I and I job. think that's a, an incredibly dead-on point you just made right there. Um, just quickly in regards to the struggle between those two and then and and their possible physically mm -hmm. phys, physical ability to overpower each other or not. I, there's also just you know kind of the basic iconography of it, like the archetype, and they, you know, Sebastian mm -hmm. uh, has to be believable is so that cesario sebastian connection has to be physically believable which kind of blends itself to a um it's not a, a, a frail male or anything like that but say more in the carriel ways or, or smaller you know sort of realm to to actually pass as viola you know or to have viola actually credibly mm -hmm. passes sebastian in me you know so there's there's mm -hmm. some kind of of mm -hmm. um mm -hmm not fully realized uh you know uh brawling masculinity dripping of uh, of all that it, it, that's that's a need for that character mm -hmm. right and then toby the opposite that's all staffy and mm -hmm. you know the 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 mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. indulgence that he's clearly given more of all of it and it implies the sides and all that kind of thing so i think just that art type just the you know that kind of lends itself that in that need there to um in that moment toby being able to just grab it you know mm -hmm. um, well, and, and and i think that's mm -hmm. why it's important to have mm -hmm. these conversations because i'd also argue mm -hmm. right like if i was playing viola cesario i'm not a petite woman right i'm a stronger 100%. bigger no i get or i i didn't mean 100 percent. you're not petite. i mean 100 percent. Right. i i I, I mean, I mean, I'm in hundred percent. I get the point. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because if you decide, <laughs> right, all these things have consequences. If you decide to play against the archetype, if you decide to cast a Toby, who's a petite femme person and yeah. who's big and brolic and, but like actually petite and you decide to cast a Cesario and Sebastian who are not right. It has consequences to this moment. Yeah. And then you, you have to solve this about, scene. Yeah, we, yeah, I would love to see that a rabid chihuahua mm -hmm, freaking mm -hmm. Toby. I would love. I would kill to see that. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, well, always keep your eye on the little I, guy in the bar fight. Okay. Quick, the other thing with the, the point that you brought yeah, up, Rachel, yeah. which I think is which I think is so important here uh, for Toby and, and you know 
Toby's my love. So uh, um, this mm-hmm. is a moment where, you know, and we assume he's mm-hmm. ripper and drunk, you know, or uh, trying to get the, you know, who knows, whatever his normal Maybe. state Maybe is not. or not, who knows? That's to be decided, right? Uh, but we do know that when he yeah. sees that things are heated, grabs Sebastian, feels the power there, and then gets the threat, I will be free from thee. Mm-hmm. What wouldst thou now? Mm-hmm. If thou durst tempt me further, draw thy sword. It's exactly what you're saying. This is a new scene for Toby. Toby's not been in this scene. Holy shit, we've got someone besides old men and women here for a goddamn mm-hmm. minute. Holy shit. You know what I mean? And he sobers like, up oh. real quick, doesn't he? And immediately. Yeah, he I'm sobers in. up I'm right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's, this yeah. is, yeah. 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 So, and, and we, we don't see that until he, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. And it really, mm-hmm. I feel like this, this scene really articulates for us the difference between Toby and Aguicheek and Sebastian, these three different kinds of nobles. Um, mm-hmm. It makes them very clear. And who would you want at your back in a bar brawl? Clearly Toby. Uh, it, that seems like a given. Toby, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he would uh, he'd take all your money drinking. That's for sure. Okay, so, um, so Toby and Sebastian at this point they draw swords. Right now, Cha here is poor Sebastian. Um, he's been slapped. He's been accosted. Um, now he's being restrained in some way by Toby, and he says draw thy sword so at this point is this still a brawl or is this like the bare beginnings of a actual duel in so it's technically still a brawl because the requirements for a duel involve it being in cold blood we think of in cold blood as being a bad mm. thing right the understanding of in cold mm. blood at this time was that you weren't heated was that you came to the pool mm-hmm. cooled so that you could decide to not mm-hmm. do it all or you could decide that one nick you know was enough or you could decide mm-hmm. whatever this is a heated mm-hmm. moment so this is still considered a brawl i think what's important mm-hmm. is something that john said earlier which is sebastian is the one who threatens mm-hmm. and and there's an important it says, if thou dost tempt me further, draw thy sword. Sebastian draws his sword with no preamble. So, yes, there's been physicality. There's been holding back. Well, all right. But but what does Toby mean then when he says, come, my young soldier, put up your iron? So is he saying to put the his sword away? No, he's saying to put up his sword, but he hasn't drawn his own. Right. So Toby mm-hmm. is threatening in language. Sebastian mm-hmm. draws his sword first. Ah, thank you. Okay. Okay. If you think about something that like, I, I've worked with a lot of fight directors who will say like a kitchen knife is scarier on stage than a sword because all of us have been cut with a kitchen knife. Oh. So you have to think, mm-hmm. sure, we've been physically fighting. There might've been a punch in here. Someone might be on the ground. Someone has mentioned drawing your sword. But Sebastian actually pulls the thing out. I mean, think about drawing a huge kitchen knife mm-hmm. in close quarters with another person. 
what that immediately does to the space and to the people in it, like <laughs> this is not a game anymore. And Sebastian is the one who does it. So mm -hmm. I think what's interesting about this moment, is this because Sebastian has a short temper? Is this because Sebastian does feel dishonored in a way he can no longer mm -hmm. brook? Is this because why does he draw steel first? Is a big question. And I think that Toby, your actor playing Toby has a lot to do in that next line in terms of establishing the change in the room. Because swords have not been drawn yet. Like not even mm. in the previous scene when the duel was actually going to happen. We just, we haven't mm -hmm. done this yet. And Sebastian mm. like goes for it. So the why of that and the how it changes the environment is important. Well, and here's, you know, kind of an interesting point in that Sebastian says, draw thy sword. But there are no directions in there that says Sebastian draws his sword. So do we know that he would have absolutely drawn his sword as he's saying, draw thy sword? Or would he have just been like, come at me, bro? And then Toby draws first. John's been so patient. Oh, no, no. I just have, I have a, a question for you, John, and, any, and anyone. And it's on this particular passage. This is actually a passage of some contention here. And who draws first? is a question that has been hotly argued. I was in a master's program. I taught undergrad Shakespeare and we were working on this. And um, that's the first time that I heard that argument. And the I played it twice since then, two or three times since then. I've directed the play three or four times since then. Every single time it has come up, this exact question of who draws first. And I have always, landed where we, I think we are right now, which is that we're talking about getting into a fight. However, does the language support, and I just want to get that feel <laughs> of the room here, because this is the conversation I've always had with it, or that has been, that you know, I, I, it keeps coming. Come, sir, I will not let you go. Come, my young soldier, put up your iron. You are well flesh. come on. Is the idea of put up your iron inviting him to draw and present by putting up the tip and then come, I'm inviting you to a duel. And Sebastian, they're asking Toby to draw first when he says, draw thy sword. So, is put up your iron giving us anything there, or is that just something? You know, I think it's both. I hate to be this person. So, first of all, I'll say my version of it does have stage directions. So, I'm curious about where they got those from. Oh, what? Are, which one are you reading? What version? Oh, the yeah. yeah. They're usually pretty good. But but all this to say, if we just look at the text and none of the stage directions, mm -hmm. there's something telling about I will be free from thee that makes me think Sebastian is not yet free of Toby's hold when Toby says, soldier, put up your iron. Mm -hmm. So in which case... It could be that Sebastian says, I will be free from thee, gets free from him and says, what wouldst thou, if thou dost send me further, draw thy sword, waiting for Toby to make that election, right? Sebastian just saying, if you want mm -hmm. to tempt me, you pull out your sword. Mm -hmm. And then Toby does. Mm -hmm. And then Sebastian does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's also something interesting mm -hmm. to me 
if Sebastian draws his sword for Sir Toby to say what, what to, right? And then for Toby's mm. sword to be drawn as Olivia enters so that we don't have this Sir Toby saying, nay, then I must have an ounce or two of this malpert blood from you. Toby draws, Sebastian draws, Olivia enters. That feels a little clunky to me if it all happens after that. Mm -hmm. But it totally works. And I also think it can work if you do it sooner. If Sir Toby says, soldier, put up your iron... Toby could pull out his own sword then, and Sebastian's I will be free from thee is just him trying to leave the situation mm -hmm. with Toby's sword already up. There's so so the, that's what I mean by both. It's, isn't isn't that lovely? And isn't I think that can, yeah. you know, Toby can be saying that's... what what not necessarily surprised at seeing the sword, but just like, how dare you? <laughs> Where the hell did this come mm. from? I thought you were a wimp. Toby is continually surprised in this scene. And I get the feeling that doesn't happen a lot with Toby. He's just, he's wise in his own fashion. Mm. He's good at predicting people's behavior. And suddenly this situation that he thought was definitely under his control has gone completely off the rails. He really has no idea what's happening here. Um, but I think what's abundantly clear is they both need their swords out. When Elizabeth, they both need their swords out mm. when Olivia walks in. Um, and it's interesting to me now, again, Olivia's first line is hold Toby. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that Toby is the last mm -hmm. to unsheath his sword and that's what she's seeing. But again, if you did it the other way around, it's as interesting that she's immediately going to save Cesario. So even if... Mm -hmm. If Cesario unsheathed second, she might still say hold Toby because she's trying to protect Cesario from Toby. Mm -hmm. But there's something interesting if Toby was the last one to, to take the blade out, that that's the person she's responding to. Mm -hmm. When we did this, we actually had them fight Ooh, after that. Fun. Um, and so when Olivia enters, she actually put, mm -hmm. I actually put myself between, like, I took Toby's sword We from did him. something similar where, just because sword fights are fun. <laughs> and as we were saying, people have been sitting there almost three hours already. You got to give people a little something exciting. Clashing wooden swords mm -hmm. are always a good time. Mm -hmm. So I think that when to and just cover your ears john but when we are talking about swords as replacements for male genitalia mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, we clearly have something of a sword measuring contest going on here um and this is in many ways one of the easiest ways for shakespeare to show the audience that sebastian is male yeah he can wave his mm. sword penis around and even make toby who is in a lot of ways kind of the more stereotypically manliest character in the group um orsino does mm -hmm. an awful lot of wilting hard mm. to picture orsino getting into a duel with anybody in anything other than some kind of show yeah i mean it, it, unless that. it's part of some 
Rosito has people for dance. Exactly. So, um, well, I think, I think that point is really important. Rachel is the, the phallic sword in this play because there's so much word play around swords and phalluses quite a bit (laughs) throughout. And even how, Viola Cesario talks about like, I don't want them to see how little I have of a man, right? Like that's, Mm -hmm. we see that, that she's like, this will be the moment where I reveal myself on, you know, without wanting to. And that Sebastian just goes, here's my sword. Like, screw you too. You know, like it's so immediate (laughs) that even whoever draws first in terms of that Mm -hmm. is less important than Sebastian drawing with confidence whenever he does. Exactly. He has no qualms mm-hmm. about drawing mm-hmm. his word. No, he's ready. He's ready. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one can hardly blame him, you know, shipwrecked and everything. I mean, he, he's he's been through a time. He's mm-hmm. having, having a day. And <laughs> all of a sudden, here is something mm. that he understands. And then all of a sudden, all of that goes to hell mm. because this gorgeous person walks in you know by all accounts the most beautiful person for miles and miles and miles and intercedes on his behalf (laughs) and probably is much more formidably than either of the two of them are are painting a picture of right now Uh, usually that entrance is incredibly (laughs) powerful she shames Mm -hmm. him and tames them in the the first part Mm -hmm. and that transition there you know, into the second part mm-hmm. of the speech is a you know lovely comic moment that you can get there. Mm-hmm. You know, from the mm-hmm. rude speech to the cooing, uh, especially because you know. Toby literally <laughs> just says "madam," like it's like so sad. So busted, poor Toby. So busted, <laughs> just trying to get through the day of fleecing Sir Aguecheek and all this has got to go down. <laughs> So, but I I hear what you're saying yeah. that that's a that that's a funny phrase. Let's see. It's all exclamation. Bridget, will you read that speech of Olivia's mm-hmm. for us? Of will it be ever thus? With pleasure. Will it be ever thus, ungracious wretch, fit for the mountains and the barbarous caves where manners ne'er were preached? Out of my sight. Be not offended, dear Cesario. Rudesby, be gone. I prithee, gentle friend, let thy fair wisdom not thy passion sway in this uncivil and unjust extent against thy peace. Go with me to my house, and hear thou there how many fruitless pranks this ruffian hath botched up, that thou thereby mayst smile at this, Thou shalt not choose but go. Do not deny. Beshrew his soul for me. He started one poor heart of mine in thee. Okay, Chai, will you read Sebastian's line? What relish is in this? How runs the stream? Or I am mad, or else this is a dream. Let fancy still my sense in... See, how do I pronounce that, actually? Let fancy still my sense in lathe steep. If it be thus to dream, still let me sleep. Nay, come, I prithee, would thou'st be ruled by me? Madam, I will. Oh, say so, and so be. Just like Sebastian's down. Like, yeah, I'll go. (laughs) She's like, holy shit. 
It worked. <laughs> All I had to do was save him from Toby. <laughs> right. It's such a fun way to that was easy moment. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, You've spent three acts. I love how no. in this scene everyone is confused. There is not a single person that feels like yes. they know yeah. what the heck is going on, and it, it just makes it delightful for that reason. Um, and you know, there there is quite the undercurrent about the theme of madness, madness and love, what appears as madness to others versus what appears as madness to ourself. And just like anything else, as, as we're watching the play, we're sort of getting used to all these people just acting kind of crazy. And then, mm. thank goodness, Sebastian shows up <laughs> to show us just how crazy everybody <laughs> is asked. It starts with Festy, <laughs> every single person there. Here he is dealing with this tremendous loss. He's lost his twin sister. I always kind of wondering he's in this a state of grief how does this experience affect him in that deep emotional state of grief is it just like does it like knock him out of that because all of his discussions with antonio they're very melancholy definitely mm. sentimental and dramatic and kind of up until this point in a way he's still being very reactive to everyone else mm. and then all of a sudden he is like forced to make a choice to because up until this point he's like oh you should have left me dead well all of a sudden he Let wants me. to live like he really wants to live. And uh, I don't know about you three, but I've been through my times where I was like, oh, man, everything just sucks, sucks, sucks. And then something will happen where I go, oh, wait, no, actually, I really I want to keep fighting. This is worth it to keep fighting. So I think in terms of casting Sebastian, what I'm getting at is that Sebastian has a really fucking hard role to play i think he does inject though a a you know we, we say that like cesare like viola is the um is you know the beating kind of her, uh, the hope when she comes to the land mm. you know the sun the sun begins to mm -hmm. you know um and sebastian here the second we see sebastian we start to get a squash buckling energy uh, a little bit we start to get a physical energy to the plate and then this it's immediately we get an actual dire threat possibly with toby and then the immediate entrance of olivia uh rhapsodic almost mm -hmm. he responds they're in verse from her entrance on and you know that from that roots be be gone and then i pretty gentle friend she she finished she, she's got those couple lines back and forth she's sharing syllables there mm -hmm. with both of them mm -hmm. at the same time a great moment to transition us into it and then she goes into this kind of rhapsody this this gentle and uh, you know, go with me to my house and then he responds in kind in verse and he becomes this this mm -hmm. lover figure but it's an, it's got an action to it and i what his his i think the melancholy in those first few uh bits is, is uh especially talking about his dead sister with Antonio mm -hmm. and that, but here we get him actively deciding this. I'd argue it's Lecky, but like, let Francis <laughs> steal my sense and let me see if it be thus the dream. 
still let me speak. I, I I don't know that that's. I mean, just saying like with the freaking syllables. Oh, that's all I'm talking about. Well, I'm sure you I'm know wrong. what? We don't. <laughs> yeah. The truth is, we don't know because it's an ancient Greek word, and so we don't know exactly how totally. it's pronounced. And we certainly we don't even know how the Elizabethans mm-hmm. pronounced it. And um, I've been. I just read a really interesting thing about original yeah. pronunciation, yeah. which we can talk about another time. Am I breaking up? Am no, breaking you're doing fine. Um, but, um, you know, I think just pronouncing it the best way that people will understand what the word is. And let's face it, most people mm-hmm. don't know who the goddess was. So <laughs> I'd, I'd also just love to say in terms of the like Sebastian arc, the scene is so short, right? Mm-hmm. It's so short and so much happens and it all mm-hmm. happens to Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of that, like, what a time to change, to just be like, you know what? I guess I got it. I'm sure I'll go to your house. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I just got accosted by this guy. I got accosted by this guy. Sure. Let's just (laughs) keep going on this dream path, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think, I think it can be as simple as he's kind of been hiding away with Mm -hmm. his best friend slash maybe lover Mm -hmm. on this Island where he knows no one. And in the course of minutes, He's had like three mm-hmm. major experiences. So it's like, yeah, my, like, sure, let's go. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's that's really joyful. I think that like there's mm-hmm. this really just like mm-hmm. when so much happens to you in such a short period of time, including maybe sure. your life at risk, you know, people are drawing swords, like things are really happening. Yeah. Why you kind of just go, <laughs> yeah. okay, if this is what's happening, yeah, I'll go to your house. You're hot. Like, let's go. It's this, it's a really joy to me. It's a very joyful moment to just mm-hmm. let, of of letting yeah, go. I can totally, I can totally see that. Looks well. I just think that to find a Sebastian who can really express all of those simultaneous and conflicting emotions, I think that's a real gift and. I think in a sense, it's difficult because some of the best roles in this play are fairly small by comparison. Like Sebastian is kind of a small role, but you need one of your very best actors in there to make the whole play work. So, Mm -hmm. you know, fortunately, there are people who Mm -hmm. want to play Sebastian and who, you know, are excited to play Sebastian (laughs) and see the possibilities of that. But I just want to encourage anybody who's casting the play to, you know, to not think of Sebastian as a throwaway role uh, because Mm -hmm. it can just add so much richness and meaning to the play that otherwise gets kind of lost. Okay, any more insights on the play? I think because this may be uh, the last scene I'm a part of, you know, necessarily as the person. Um, Mm. But one thing I will say in terms of is there or is there not a sword fight Mm. before Olivia enters, I think is a Mm. really important question to think about um, because Mm. it will change the tone and what the fight is Mm. will change the tone. Mm -hmm. So you could Mm -hmm. have a fight where you have two actors who are well-trained, who really know how to fight, and it could be a really high drama moment. You mm-hmm. could have two actors who are a little less experienced. You could make it a funny fight, right? Where it's like neither of them can get in edgewise because they're both so good or whatever it is. And that's what Olivia comes mm-hmm. into. 
And there's also something to be said if you don't have a fight director in your area or you don't have actors who have the skill set. There's something to be said about just holding that moment of tension with the both mm. with both blades drawn and having the st- the whole stage just hold their breath because the audience will hold their breath with you. And then Olivia's entrance, you know, shakes that whole wall down. Mm -hmm. So it's just worth thinking about when you think about these moments of physicality that you could include in a a Shakespeare play, right? It's not written that there's a fight, Mm -hmm. but sure, why not? Mm -hmm. Think about what the intention of that physicality is and be really specific about it Mm -hmm. to get your desired effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And recognize mm-hmm. that just because you saw some fantastic sword fight here, that that's not necessarily the best for your production right now, depending on who you have, yep. who's watching, everything else. This scene, it does invite so much physicality and so much that can happen between Olivia and Sebastian and Toby right there. I mean, the whole thing is kind of a big dance scene. Like if Mm. this was a musical, they would definitely be breaking out in song here because there's just so much movement (laughs) going on. But yeah, I have seen Twelfth Nights where it's just, they don't fight and Mm -hmm. they do hold that tension. And so then when Olivia does show up, it really pulls all the energy to her because mm. if there's an if there's a fight going on and she comes in the middle of it then she then she has to fight too to you mm. know pull the attention to her stop the fight everything else so yeah that's a, a lot of possibilities there for people mm. to work with and think and think about mm. any other insights mm. Um, I would just if if you do choose to go with a fight, then that gives your Olivia and your Sebastian a chance for some interesting physical interaction because she can be checking him mm-hmm. for wounds or what oh, have yes. you, which <laughs> then get like sort of jump starts their um, their physicality and takes that in a different direction faster. So yeah, I think it really depends on what you want. I think what you want the end of that scene to look like is what's going to really determine whether there's sword play or swords drawn. And as mm-hmm. you would be the, the first to remind us, Bridget, it sometimes it's mm-hmm. the actor's choice. Mm-hmm. It's often mm-hmm. the actor's choice. How how that goes, the way that they're inhabiting those characters, you can easily see it mm-hmm. going all kinds of ways, depending on what the actors have in mind, what what is going on in, inside mm-hmm. their heads. John, do you have anything? Um, I, I would. I really liked what Josh said about um, specificity, and you know, mm-hmm. we we. Is anyone that's read seen Romeo and Juliet on uh, knows Shakespeare can write a fight scene when he wants mm-hmm. a fight scene, and so mm-hmm. I, I tend Good to point. I tend to Good fall point. more into his court. I'm, I tend to be a bit more of a text uh, purist. Only as much as it suits my needs at the moment. <laughs> but um, I, I, I also, but I think you know, in that vein, you know, the violence or threat of it mm. or lack thereof is is a thread in this play that will take on, will add an, another color, to, you know, to the mm-hmm. tapestry if you include it. I think there's a a big power um, 
in the fact that it wasn't mm-hmm. written here just for me. But um, I also am, I love buckling a swash mm-hmm. whenever we're able. So yeah. <laughs> also to, to to add a jelly bean to the pile of colors and flavors that you could have, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. there's in betweens, there's arrested action. Either Toby or Sebastian mm-hmm. goes for the first move, and mm-hmm. that's what Olivia stops. Mm-hmm. There's so many in betweens and so many options, and it is. Thank you, John, for the word specificity. Mm-hmm. It's all about the specificity. Olivia could draw a dagger. There's no reason why she can't. You know, I chased Toby <laughs> off with his sword. Why not? <laughs> nice, <laughs> perfect, perfect. Give her a whip and a crossbow. The hell with it. Let's just do it. <laughs> And that's where we end our show for today. <laughs> Perfect.